Thanks for tuning in. This episode was originally recorded for YouTube, so some references might be lost on listeners. To get the full experience and to view current episodes, go to youtube.com forward slash at Rob Talks Beer. That's youtube.com forward slash the at symbol Rob Talks Beer. All right, let's go to the episode. And welcome to Rob from the Internet Talks About Beer, a show where we discuss different styles of beer, their history, and their flavor profiles. I'm Rob from the Internet. Let's talk about beer. All right, so joining me today is uh, Rachel Engel, who is head brewer for Bosque Brewworks, correct? Correct. <laughs> I, I always want to say Bosque Brewing, but I, 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 knew it, I, I knew it wasn't that wasn't right, so I wanted to make sure I had it right. Um, if you could, introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your history, how you got into craft beer, and how you got into the industry. So, as Rob said, my name's Rachel. I've been in the industry for 22 years this month, um, which is quite a span. Wow. Yeah. I uh, I got into brewing back when I lived in England for a year and discovered what real beer tasted like. This was back in the early 90s, and craft <laughs> beer wasn't really widespread yet. And then right. I couldn't really get what I liked here, so I started brewing and homebrewing. And I did that for about five years and realized, wait, they'll pay me for this? And then I went through, through <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the American Brewers Guild and worked really hard, and lo and behold, 22 years later, here I am. Cool. So, um, how many breweries have you worked at? Oh, gods. Um, probably 12. <laughs> A whole... Okay, so so a fair amount. So you've got yeah. you've got experience in a in a, in a wide variety of different brewing environments, mm-hmm. so to speak, because you've been to different places. It's not like someone like you know, oh hey, I've been at this brewery for the last twenty years. <laughs> Which is that that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Now I've worked at breweries from Southern California up through British Columbia, and you're currently in the Seattle area, correct? Just north of Seattle is where the brewery is. North of Seattle. All right. Uh, I'm not real familiar with the area. I've, I, I've, uh, I've actually never been to uh, Washington State. It's one of the two states uh, in the union that I haven't been to yet. Uh, Washington State and Oregon are the two that I still have to get to. Uh, Which are, of course, the so. best beer states in the country. <laughs> so, you know, with with the COVID and everything, it's putting a little bit of hamper on, on travel plans and things like Definitely. that. So, uh, but. All right, so today we're going to be discussing lagers. Um, I will be drinking a, a local craft beer, and Rachel is going to be drinking one, I assume, from uh, from your brewery. Actually not. I've decided to go with a, a different brewery, um, mostly because the only lager I've got from me on hand is a little, it's, it's a little out of date. Um, we've got better, gotcha. and I, just, I forgot to grab a can, but I have a can of Chuckanut, Bohemian-style Pilsner. Chuckanut is a brewery in Bellingham, Washington, which is about, oh, 15 minutes south of the Canadian border, and is widely regarded as one of the best lager breweries in the country. Hey, can't go wrong choosing something from that, then. All right. I have uh, one from uh, a local craft brewery called Forefathers. This is their light lager. Uh, it was the only thing I actually still had on hand because I've been drinking a little bit too much beer because the weather's been really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, I'm just going to go ahead and open mine up and pour it into a glass, and uh, we'll get started here. So what is your favorite style of beer, Rachel? Um, honestly, lagers like this are currently my favorite style, the brew at least, um, because they're a challenge. There's absolutely nowhere to hide problems. And the flavors yeah. Well, that's the thing about, yeah, that's the thing about, especially, especially when you get towards, um, the, the, the lighter, the lighter, just mm -hmm. like pure pilsners and things like that. There's not a whole lot of room for error. <laughs> exactly. And it's All a right, challenge. So, so when I, when I bring this up to my nose for a, a, a good sniff, um, I actually don't get a whole lot of aroma off of this one. And I'm not surprised because it's a light beer. Um, mm -hmm. It's got a little bit of, uh, I'm trying to place what, what, what this aroma is. And I, I'm terrible at this because I've got, uh, I've got a bad, bad sense of smell. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, I guess it's, it's kind of bready. It's, it, 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 uh, it's got like a bready kind of, of scent to it. Mm -hmm. This one is similar. It's got a very bready, almost yeasty note to the nose. Uh, once that that was the initial burst. Once that fades a little bit, you start getting grassy and spicy scents from the hops. Yeah, this one this one has a slight uh, you know after after taking a little bit into my mouth and 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 breathing with it, it does have a slight grassiness to it. It's very light though. Like I said, I mean it's it's a it's a light beer, so I'm not expecting it to be a flavor punch. But the, this is this is you know this is. Something that a lot of people are going to be drinking this time of year. Mm -hmm. And this one on the first taste is, again, it's got more of the grassy spice notes to it. And that is from the hops. They do not, of course, specify what hops are in that. Um, but knowing, knowing <laughs> Will Kemper, the head brewer, <laughs> it's going to be probably Hallertau, possibly Saz. Um, generally German noble both hops. Are, both are fantastic hops. Yep. So um, for, for people who might not know, lager beers originated in Northern Europe in the region which is now Germany and Austria. Um, and be before the, before the uh, discovery of, of the yeast that they use for lager, lagering and, and lager-style beers, um, all beers pretty much use the same strain. Uh, it, it, and it's... it's um, how do, you, how do you pronounce this? Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Um, Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Yeah, I can never say the second one. I'm always like, because I, I, I don't want to mess it up. So that that was that that beer that yeast has been used in brewing beer literally forever. <laughs> and then sometime around the 15. Huh? There's there's local regional. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So. Um, it wasn't until uh, sometime in the 1500s um, that that the brewers discovered or had access to uh, the, the the other the, this new uh, yeast strain, which was um, uh, Pastor. Uh, I, I lost. I, I have I notes. I can't here remember that I one. That's actually, that division is actually pa fairly new, so I can never remember the second name either. Yeah, so it's uh, Saccharomyces pastor. 
Pastor Aranis, I think is how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get into you get into scientific names, and and I, I don't know. <laughs> it's it, it's lager yeast. But uh, so I was I do always do a little bit of research before before these uh, interviews because I want to have some facts that people might not necessarily know. And, and one I came across that I thought was interesting. They didn't discover the lineage of lager yeast, the actual true lineage until 2011. So they've been they've been doing studies trying to figure out the origin of uh, uh, of this this lager yeast uh, strain. And it wasn't until 2011 uh, that uh, they published a uh, an article in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America, <laughs> where they discovered that it actually uh, comes from the Patagonia region of Argentina originally, uh, the the parent strain. So it mingled with uh, with the old old school ale yeast and produced this uh, this this new strain that they started using for lagers, which is mm-hmm. actually kind of cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so, um, two brewers in the 19th century, Gabriel Sattelmeyer of, Spe- of Spaten Brewery in Munich and his pal Anton Dreher of Austria are widely credited with started, starting the shift to pale lagers in Europe. Mm-hmm. So previous to the 18th century, lagers tended to be... Um, Amber, more more of that kind of reddish amber color, the the darker ale, uh, the darker like your darker ales and your red ales and things like that. It wasn't until the eight the, till the nineteenth century that uh, they actually started making the shift. So right now, though, I mean we're in a we're, we live in a, a day and age where lagers range from damn near the color of water to black. <laughs> so you've got what you've got um, all all there's all what I don't know. Probably a dozen different styles of lagers. There's at a, least uh, Hellas, uh, Pilsner, uh, Czech Pilsner, Martzens, uh, you know, which have your Oktoberfests and your your fest beers in them. Box, which there's a whole sub range of box, and and then you get into like Vienna lagers and things like that. <laughs> so we live in a we live in a, a golden age of beer. <laughs> and currently, at least in the U.S., there's a massive swing towards lagers in craft beer. Uh, I think there's a there's a little bit of IPA fatigue out there, and people are looking for more subtle beers. Then how many hops can we jam yeah. into this, yeah. into well, this it, batch? Right. So um, I, I've I've had this discussion on on several interviews because you know we just kind of let things go where they go, and uh, for the longest time I absolutely would not drink IPAs because there was that whole t- period of time where everybody was like. We're gonna out bitter and out hop everybody else, and, it, it, and honestly, I thought that the breweries were trying to make IPAs as unpalatable as possible to see where people would stop drinking them. <laughs> there was kind of a race towards how how high an alpha can we make this? How how many IPAs can we jam in this beer? And that actually started to drop off longer ago than people think. It started fading out in about 2009 is when when the watershed hit. Because in 2009, there was a massive warehouse fire that wiped out a huge proportion of the U.S. hop crop. Um, just spontaneous heat. Hot bales, like compost piles, can create heat if they're not packed properly, not dried properly, and the resins literally caught fire. And it took out a huge wow. amount of U.S. hop crop, and hop prices spiked to the roof. 
I went from paying $3 a pound for some hops to $30 a pound for some hops. Oh, so it's kind of like the current situation with uh, with like building supplies because of the, mm-hmm. the you know lumber lumber costs have gone up like three hundred percent. That's when you suddenly started seeing more people looking at sour beer. Um, lager didn't really kick in then, but definitely alternative alternatives to to hoppy beer started to become more more prevalent. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I've always been I've always been a fan of of really heavy malt based beer so i'm a i'm a a stout and a porter kind of guy i I love a good esb if i'm gonna drink an ipa my favorite just an old school english ipa we've got that heavy malt backbone with with uh not a whole lot else going on with a little bit of bitterness from the hops i mean i don't do those uh, i tend to do west coast style ipas a lot old school west coast ipas where you actually keep a little bit of crystal malt in the batch as opposed to now when it's just using base malt and and Let's go for the juicy hops now. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or base malt plus oats. That, that or seems to be whatever it takes to make it hazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that, that seems to be the current. That seems to be the current uh, poster child for IPAs mm-hmm. is the hazy IPA. <laughs> At least that here is starting uh, to swing back towards West Coast. Though people are starting to look for clear beer again. Yeah, well, and you know the thing. The thing is. Um, all beers kind of do that ebb and flow of, of what's what's popular mm-hmm. and and what what's the the beer to drink. I mean, but overall, um, lagers as a general rule are the most popular beers on the planet and have been forever because the you know when when uh, the 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 diaspora happened from Germany and all these Germans started emigrating mm-hmm. out of their country to to other places. They ended up they ended up in the US, they ended up in Canada, they ended up in Mexico, they ended up in Chile, they ended up, you know, all over the place. So you're seeing like uh, the the lager influence was was spread worldwide and you know, you can go anywhere and you can get a, a lager. You can go anywhere and say, oh, I, I want a beer. And nine times out of ten, they're going to hand you something that looks like this. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of multiple styles of beer. But if, but if I had to choose uh, one style that would be the, the, the only style of beer I could drink for the rest of my life, it would be, it would be stouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the hell out of a nice uh, lager uh, Especially like if it's a hot day and I'm sitting out on the deck or I'm mowing my lawn. You know, there's a reason why they call them lawnmower beers. <laughs> now I'll drink them, but yeah, now I drink them, but I will drink one and then I'll drink something else. Whereas before I was like, oh, I'm going to have this sour and then I'm going to have this sour and then I'm going to have this sour. <laughs> Eventually the acidity kills your taste buds. And it also, you know, it also doesn't do a whole lot of favors for your stomach. <laughs> So within within the uh, within the family of lagers, what's your favorite style of lager? I actually really like Schwarzbier, which is a black lager. Yeah, um, it's one of our we make one at the brewery, yeah. and it's one of our most popular. Um, I also, My, contrary to that, also really like Hellas. Um, it's a nice. Yeah. It's a, it got a little more. Of a rounded mouthfeel that a pilsner tends to. They've... I'm a big fan of uh, the box, so mm-hmm. I, I love a good doppelbach. Uh, uh, in in the Bach family, my favorite is Icebach, uh, just mm-hmm. because it's, it packs a little more punch. It's you know, 
<laughs> it's got less water, more alcohol. <laughs> I've got um, a box that I brewed last and, year. And a good... Uh, Is that, I have a doppel box that I brewed yeah. last Oh, that'll be fantastic. Yeah. I picked them up next week. Yeah, I, yeah. I love a good barrel-aged beer. Mm-hmm. But it's about 8%. Oh, that, that that's a that that's a respectable amount. I uh I, my wheelhouse tends to tends to be uh, the double digits, so I I, <laughs> I I tend to favor the barrel aged stouts in imperials. So, you know, like I've got I've got some on tap behind me that that uh, one of them is nine percent, and that's because uh, I didn't quite have the grain bill where I wanted it, and uh, <laughs> instead of being a ten percent, it only came out at nine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it it happens. I mean, it's still a perfectly great beer. It just wasn't quite as powerful. I like a beer that punches me in the mouth when I drink it, you know? That's true. <laughs> so uh, what, what's going on in your life these days? You got anything cool happening? You uh, doing anything exciting? Uh, um, Finally, well, the state's finally starting to open up after COVID, so suddenly we're able to have more customers and I can, I can soon I'll be able to sit at the bar again. Brewers are supposed to be able to sit at the bar. Um, right. You're supposed to be able to sit and talk to your customers. <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Other than that, no, just brewing away. Um, going to brew my yeah, anniversary yeah. beer, uh, for a brewery in two weeks. Um, which is going to be a Dunkelbach, uh, not a Dunkelbach, just a regular Dunkel lager, dark lager. Um, nice. I, next week, I'm brewing a collaboration with a friend of mine at Burke Gilman Brewing in Seattle. We're going to be doing our Pride beer okay. um, for for June, and then nice. in July I'm brewing a Merson. Awesome! Uh, I, I see you're wearing a pink boots. Uh, yes, shirt. Uh, what did you guys do for a pink boots brew this this year? Uh, we did a old school West Coast uh, IPA. With a little nice. bit of crystal malt and the Pink Boots blend, which was a really interesting blend. I actually helped select it this year. Um, I won. That's a, cool. I won an entry in the selection committee in in a lottery, and my local Pink Boots chapter also got picked to, to select it. So nothing it, wrong with that. <laughs> I did not expect to pick the blend that I did. It has Sabro in it, and I'm not normally a huge fan of Sabro. It's a little too coconutty for my taste, but it it amazingly yeah. tasted really good. It. So you said you're going to be brewing an anniversary beer. How long has uh, Bosque Brew Works been around? Bosque Brew Works will be around three years in July. Oh, so they're a fairly new brewery. Yeah, um, and I've been there since last last uh, February. Gotcha, gotcha. And you are the head brewer, correct? I'm head brewer, only brewer. Run the brewer. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think, I think summertime is the perfect time for, for loggers. Um, I think with, uh, with the United States starting to, to open up more and here in Canada, we're, uh, we're still, we're still uh, a ways behind, uh, in that. So we're, we're still in lockdown actually here in our region of Ontario, um, mm-hmm. until, until the 2nd of June, I think it is. So we can't really have any barbecues or people over, but, uh, we can sure sit on our back deck with our family members and drink. <laughs> 
Yeah, finally the so, weather. Uh, give me a little bit of a. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weather, the weather's finally starting to cooperate. Well, I mean, you, you. To be fair, you do live in Washington State, and it's not really known for its sun. It's everyone <laughs> thinks of Seattle area, they think of rain. <laughs> That's what we tell the tell the visitors so they don't stay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. No, you don't want to live here. It's always dreary and gray. And <laughs> honestly, summers here are absolutely beautiful. They're they're warm but not hot. Yeah. There's usually a lot of sun. It's fine until the West Coast starts burning and everything is smoky. <laughs> now, are you originally from the area, or are you from somewhere from, else in the United States? I'm originally from California. I grew up in the Bay. Gotcha, gotcha. Love San Francisco. I have uh, friends and family that live out there, and uh, up until a couple of years ago, I used to go out there every year, but uh, and I haven't where, gone out recently. That's where I started. For obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, Started brewing professionally at a little brewery just north of San Francisco uh, called Ross Valley Brewing Company, which no longer exists, as is very common in the industry. Uh, It's always a shame. And then I've moved. I brewed in in Sacramento, the state capital. I brewed down in Los Angeles. I brewed uh, in Oregon, Washington, a little brewery called Dead Frog. You've all over the place. Dead Frog Brewery. I, I don't know. Something just not appealing about having the word dead in your brewery name. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they exist, and I brewed there. Cool. Cool. Um, so, now you and I have talked about this uh, offline. Your brewery specializes in lagers, correct? Correct. We do have some ales available, just because, let's face it, IPA sells. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got two IPAs right on right now and a pale ale, a classic old school pale ale with uh, Centennial nice. and Simcoe hops and Crystal Malt and the whole, the whole nine yards, and it's taken off amazingly. But we've also got, let's see, we've got a Hellas, we've got a Pilsner, we've got, um, we just ran out of a, a Spiced Christmas Bock that I did la- last year. Um... We've got Doppelbach on. We just ran out of a wit beer. So we've we've got a wide variety of things. So what size uh, system do you guys use? It's a 30-barrel system or about 35 hectoliters for the Canadians. Yeah, for for us for us metric folk, yes. All right. Um, believe it, b- believe it or not, though. I mean, you come up here and you tell people, oh yeah, you know, I, I brew on a, a five barrel system or I brew on a, f- a ten barrel system. They they know what a ten barrel system Fair is. Enough. I mean, <laughs> uh, can Canada's not as metric as they'd like people to believe. I know. <laughs> I know. My family's from Canada. <laughs> Actually, you're Toronto. Oh, oh really? Whereabouts? Oh, so I, I actually I actually live thirty minutes from Kitchener. I'm in a town called Brantford. I know um, we're like right in between Kitchener Waterloo, yep, and, and Toronto. So mm-hmm. um, you, we're about we're about forty five minutes from anything cool. <laughs> I, I know the feeling. I actually live across Puget Sound from Seattle, so I'm out in the country here, and it's a good hour and a half to nice. any because I have to take a ferry. Yeah. Usually. Well, you know it's. Yeah, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta sit on, you gotta sit on a boat. Oh, you know, wait, wait, my heart breaks for you having to sit on a boat <laughs> every day. That's my my daily commute. Yeah. Yeah. every day, twice a day. 
Yeah, I have a friend who lives in Halifax, Nova Scotia, who has to take a ferry every single day. So I, I imagine just like any other commute, you know, it's cool for, a, for, for the first little bit. And then it- but yeah. Uh- so, all right. If, if you could give, uh, if you could give, say, two examples of other breweries that, that do this style of beer really well, what would they be? Occidental Brewing, out of, uh, which is near Portland, Oregon. Um, they do nothing but okay. lagers. They don't even have a, an IPA. They're um, obviously Chuckanut Brewing, which is what I'm drinking today. It's uh, Will Kemper Brewing of, of Thomas Kemper fame. It's his retirement brewery. It is a specialized lager brewery. It is amazing. Um, see, who else is making We have quite a few really good uh, breweries that do uh, lagers. Uh, one of them we've got is called Collective Arts, and they've got uh, a lager called Audiovisual. Um, which is, I mean, it's the quintessential lawnmower beer. It's, uh, it's light, it's crisp. You can, you can sit on your back porch and, and, and down a six pack before you know it. Uh, <laughs> and then we've got one that, uh, called Ste- St- that called steam whistle that does nothing but steam whistle lager. You know, their, 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 their actual slogan is do one thing and do it well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, and they're really good. So, and then uh, there's a, there's one in uh, I don't know if you're familiar you're from you say your family's from this area with a town called Guelph. Um, mm-hmm. There's Wellington Brewery in Guelph, and they make a fantastic Hellas Lager. So. Nice. Well, you have such a, a yeah. huge German so, influence out there. That yeah. That, well, I mean, up, up until what? Influence. I mean, Kitchener Kitchener used to be called New Berlin at one mm-hmm. point. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so i mean yeah oh god you know bingaman's bingaman's uh mm-hmm. oktoberfest in, in kitchener is absolutely absolutely fantastic so well we've we've come to uh we've come to the end of another episode so uh if there's if there's anything or anybody you'd like to give a shout out to or or anything you'd like to 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 uh let people know is coming up at your brewery or or in your area Feel free. Uh, other than that, I mean, this is it. We're, we're at the end of the show. Um, just that I've got a couple of really interesting lagers that, that I'm about to brew and are going to come out soon. We're doing a Keller beer next week, which is going to be really interesting. And that's about all. Cool. Cool. Now, so so um, once again, where is where is uh, your facility located? Where is located? You, you froze up for a moment. Out in the country, terrible internet. I, I understand. I used to live out in the country. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to thank Rachel for joining me today. Uh, it, it, it's great talking to you. Um, you know, I'd like to thank everybody who's watching this video. If you like it, please subscribe. If you want to be notified when new episodes come out, click the little bell. Uh, please feel free to leave questions, comments, or suggestions for a style of beer you'd like discussed. Uh, in a future episode, I'm always looking for things to talk about. If people don't give me suggestions, I'm just going to talk about the beers that I want to talk about, and that's going to probably get pretty boring for people. <laughs> so um, until next time, cheers, Rachel. Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers.